Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to Candidate Experience Confidential, Insights on Recruiting and Hiring, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Kevin Grossman. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Kevin's episodes, you'll get the latest research, trends, and tips on the candidate experience to improve your recruiting and hiring practices for the future of work. Let's begin. Hey, everybody. Kevin Grossman, president of Talent Ward and the Candidate Experience Awards. You know, the past three years have shown job seekers just how competitive and volatile their job search can be. And anybody who's been in the market, whether they're in the HR recruiting space or not, or for any given job, it's definitely been quite a bizarre and even roller coaster ride at times. And while it may not be as much of a candidate market as it was a year ago, there are still industries where hiring really hasn't slowed as much as others. Like, for example, in services, healthcare, hospitality, retail, and others. And while tech has taken definitely a big hit in layoffs overall, tech professionals are being hired everywhere else across industries. And it's kind of that employer market, especially for that kind of talent right now. But whatever the case is, it's quite a mixed bag out there. But for many industries, like I just mentioned, it's definitely still a competitive market. Now, every job candidate interested in any given job always should have a basic expectation of a clear and timely communication and feedback from employers if they've been screened and interviewed in particular. Now, this is something that we've been talking about for Over 11 years at Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Benchmark Recruiting and Hiring Research that we have been doing for the past 11 years. And most of our annual analyses and research reports, if you've been listening to these shows or are familiar with Talent Board, have been more to help employers improve their recruiting and hiring overall. But at the same, very same research can also help inform job seekers of what they should expect from the very employers where they want to work. And I can tell you anecdotally, I've talked to many HR and talent acquisition leaders and frontline recruiters that have been on the market and looking for other work the past couple of years and the past year in particular. And it has been quite eye-opening for them. I mean, these are also individuals that I've known and have been community members to our organization for a long time. And they have been unfortunately appalled by the experience that they've had as a job seeker when they're looking for jobs, just the lack of communication overall, the lack of closure, the lack of feedback has been, again, quite appalling. And that's disheartening to us for an organization that's done research around Improving candidate experience for such a long time as we have doesn't mean everybody's having a bad experience, but it just means there definitely are things that candidates should expect. And so a lot of our research can be kind of turned on its end and can help job seekers, at least what they should be looking for on their job search. Obviously, they're looking for a job that pays them a competitive wage and maybe benefits understandably so. I think a lot of folks, when we're looking for a job, we can talk all we want about wanting to do something that we're passionate about, maybe helping to change the world. The list goes on, but still at the end of the day, we still need a competitive salary, wages, and 
hopefully benefits as well. But there are other things though. So one of the things I'm going to do is kind of outline three or four different things in this episode that are specifically for job seekers. They're based on our research. They still are definitely things that we recommend employers do to help improve their candidate experience and the positive and fair perspective of the candidates and how that can impact the business for in a positive way, getting more candidates to refer, apply again, maybe be customers if it's a consumer-based business. But again, the same things that we talk about every year, candidates themselves should be looking out for. So the first thing really that I want to touch on, this is for you job seekers. If you are out there looking for a job today, regardless of what it is, an hourly position, a salary position, a management position, across any industry, besides again, competitive salary and benefits, there are many things that you should expect in your job search kinds of content that you should be seeing. And hopefully that makes a difference to you. And these are some of those things that I'm going to outline right now. What are the values of the company? I know that sounds a little ethereal sometimes. And what's the reality of that? But companies do actually espouse their values in on their career sites and how they promote their jobs, what it's like to actually work there. And that's something that's really important to know. And it has been the number one thing this past year in our research that job candidates are looking for beyond salary and benefits. They want to know what is what is the values of the company. And that could be the same thing for the retail shop on the corner to a large corporate multinational organization. I mean, it, it's across the board there. So values, what are the career path opportunities for me? What kinds of development opportunities are there for you as the job seeker that if I get this job and I want to stay with this company, what else can I do? How else can I be trained, upskilled? I mean, the list goes on and a lot of candidates are looking for that. And that's something that we would recommend you as the job seeker should also look at as well when you're considering, to, even before you apply for a job. Um, what also kind of connects to values is what's the company culture like. And usually you're going to find that out if you're reading about kind of company reviews, if you are, if the company is posting videos of actual employees touting why they work there and why they stay there, employee testimonials, meaning that specifically, that's important to look at and something you should definitely consider when you're weighing whether or not you want to apply for a job. Obviously, networking into the company as much as you can is important, but for people that are maybe beginning their job search journey, we just had a lot of college graduates in May and June that are out there looking for you know maybe true career paths for the first time, even if they've been working through college. That's something that's really important. They want to know why are other people there and why they're staying there and how they feel about that. And also, is is there a flexibility in the scheduling? If the pandemic did anything, it impacted how employees work and where they work and when they work. So if there's an opportunity for flexibility, whether it's partially remote, hybrid, fully remote, the list goes on. And even though there are organizations today that are requiring employees to come back, if you're fine with that and you want to stay working for the company, then you'll do that. You'll have to make do and go back to the office. But, you know, there are a lot of opportunities that offer hybrid and even fully remote work still. And that I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So those are all things we do know that as a job seeker, you definitely want to take into consideration before you apply for a job. Another thing that I wanted to point out is when it comes to 
those of you who actually do get screened and are interviewed, or that could be a phone screen with a recruiter, with somebody in the company that's doing the hiring, and then lead to an actual interview, virtual interview, in-person interview, multiple people interview, whatever that is. That's an important stage, right? Because for unfortunately, for many of you, you're not going to go any farther than applying if they don't feel that you're qualified for the job, no matter how qualified you think you are as a job seeker. But if you do get that tap on the shoulder, listen, we'd love to jump on the phone and talk to you about this opportunity or schedule an, even scheduling an interview for you. You definitely have some expectations here that you should make sure that the employer is adhering to and that you're experiencing. You should definitely be experiencing a more consistent, structured interview process and screening process. Meaning, and this is something you may not necessarily know, but you can get a sense of it when you're being interviewed, especially by multiple people. Are they being consistent with what they're asking you across the board? You know, not a lot of random questions that may or may not have any relevancy to the job that they're hiring for, but are they focused? Are they really wanting to understand your skills and experience and your your potential too? A lot of companies are hiring more for potential. Can they upskill you and train you for certain roles these days? So do you get that sense when you're going through the screening and interview process? That's really important. We know that the highest rated companies in our candidate experience research every year do adhere to a structured interview process. It's a more positive process. It's more fair for candidates and the perception of fairness is even higher for you as the job seeker too, when it is consistent and structured that way. The timeliness, the getting back to you about when you're going to be going to the next step, when you're going to get the phone screen, potentially the interview, is that happening in a consistent manner? And another important thing to note that relates to the interview process is their pay transparency, meaning are they telling you what the pay for the job is, or at least the pay range. Now, not every state, when we talk about the United States in particular, has pay transparency laws yet, but more and more states are, and big cities are, and that list is going to continue to grow. And, and who knows, at some point, it may be even a federal mandate in this country, in, in America. So you will, will have the opportunity to know exactly at least what the pay range is. And so that's something to look for. And if you have an employer that's really kind of hedging around that and not really revealing that to you, you might want to think twice about that potentially as well. So those are all important things. And then one of the last things, and at least in this particular episode that I wanted to point out, still relating to the screening and interviewing process, are you getting feedback from them if they're not going to pursue you any further, i.e. you don't get the offer, you're not getting the job? This is something that in our research every year, we know that it's one of the biggest differentiators for final stage candidates in all the things that we track, meaning that candidates who are getting feedback as to why they're not being pursued, we're talking about specific job fit qualification status feedback. It may be brief, but it's something that gives you the, an indication of why they're going to pass on you. And that actually, in our research, jumps the willingness to refer others by 50%. Meaning, in our research, if a job candidate is getting specific feedback, there's a lot of other things that are happening too. It's not the only reason why that, that increase happens. But their willingness to refer others, even if they don't get hired, jumps way up. And it's a really important differentiator. So 
don't ever be afraid to ask for feedback. As a, as a job candidate, you may not get it. And again, I'm going to be really clear about that. We would recommend that employers give it, especially for final stage candidates. We're talking about those of you who have who've been interviewed and now you're waiting for that final word. You're not going to get feedback if you apply for the job and you're not just not qualified enough for the job. Usually you're going to get just a message saying, thank you, but no, thank you. That's the reality. Understand that. You, many of you have already experienced that in your careers, I'm sure. But don't be afraid to ask for feedback if you make it to the end and you're told that they're not going to make you the offer, try to get some feedback as to why. And that, and you again, you may not get it, but the companies that are giving it are the ones that I would say, that's a plus in their column for giving you that feedback that you can then understand what is it I need to do next time for a similar job at the same company or even at another company for roles that you're interested in and why you didn't get it this time. So those are things that I wanted to outline. Again, I wanted to be really specific for all of you today. As a job seeker, even though most of, again, these episodes that I've done to date that you've been listening to and a lot of our research is focused for employers, a lot of it, again, can be applied to you as the job seeker. And those are things that we would, again, recommend that you look for during your job search from before you apply and at least until you make it to potentially as a finalist in the final role. So if you'd like to learn more about, again, our research and what we do, you can go to the talentboard.org. And we thank you again for listening. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning what's ahead for the future of recruiting and hiring. We'll be back next month with Kevin for another episode. But until then, please visit the Talent Board's website for additional resources at thetalentboard.org. And remember, don't let the shift hit your plans.